What is up, podcast people? My name is David, and this is the, the Pondcast with David Bronner. I'm here by myself today. So today's topic we are going to go into is basically things to know before and after you buy your fish. So if you guys do not know, I have a fish YouTube channel called Fish Visions, one word, if you look it up. And if you, uh, we are almost at 1,200 subscribers now, so if you guys would like to take a look at that YouTube channel, that would mean a lot. If you guys would like to check out the podcast with David Bronner right here, please subscribe. And if you leave a positive review at the end, I may read your review at the end of this podcast. So first, uh, I'm going to go actually straight into it. Number one, before you buy your fish, find a reputable store. This is like the first most important thing you have to do when finding and buying a healthy fish. Make sure that there are no dead fish floating around when you look in the tanks. A good store will remove them immediately. Please never buy fish from a store that contains sick fish or have ick, which are like small white spots, which are not good for a fish if they have it on them. Finally, make sure that the staff knows what they're doing. Ask specific questions if you do know them or if you don't, such as what the nitrogen cycle is, how big a certain fish will grow, and what temperature is ideal for that species. If they do not know the answers, then they most likely should not be trusted to supply your future pets. And mainly, look out for your local fish stores, and if you are going to buy a fish from Petco or PetSmart, please be wary because no one can guarantee that a fish there will be 100%, um, you know, healthy. So be careful if you do buy it from there. Now, next part is watch out for uh, when things say starter kits uh, when they sell them at pet stores. They often include components that are low quality or that you don't really need. It is better to select high quality items. They may cost more, but you will better, but you'll be better off in the long run. That's 100% true, guys. Even when I have my Aquascape Pond, I was going to get this whole thing. It might have cost, try maybe $600. I ended up spending 800 I ended up spending $800, and that was for an Aquascape Pond kit, which is basically the best pond stuff that you can get. So, I, 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 it's, it's so good and clear. I don't know what I would have done if I bought cheap pond equipment. Next up, buying water testing kits. You should buy kits that test your water. Uh, for ammonia, nitrate, nitrite, since those are the significant of these uh, substances that can be lethal. A pH test kit is also preferable, although not essential. Most of these kits are relatively inexpensive. Uh, you can buy liquid ones that have like liquid drops where you drop these little liquid things into a little test tubes of your aquarium water. Those will last you so long, but you have to wait sometimes like 30 seconds or like five minutes to tell like if your pH is correct or not. So you can also buy ones that are test strips you can get on Amazon. And I will try to link these down below. And basically all you have to do for that is uh, it tells you uh, what the good and bad levels of these substances are on the bottle. And you just dip this little strip with these little... Uh, pads on it that change color that basically tell you uh, if your water is good or bad. Next is what fish should you buy that uh, will live, well, basically, you know, pick a fish that will live happily in the water you can provide them. If you are not ready to invest in a water heater, for example, 
stick with goldfish or koi, well, you would have to put the koi into a bigger pond or over a thousand gallon tank, but which, which, whichever fish live in cold water if you cannot afford a heater is best for you. Likewise, test the pH of your water and select fish that live well in your pH range. Research various species for the conditions that they prefer, or uh, ask your uh, local pet store owner that you trust. Know how big these certain types of fish will be when they are full grown. Especially, this is one thing that, um, like for tortoises, a lot of people will sell uh, sulcata tortoises, otherwise known as spurthi tortoises. And they are sold very small. Some people don't know what they're talking about. Some people do. But they get, they, you know, start out as your cute little, you know, under six inch tortoise and grow up to be a two foot long, 100 pound tortoise. So always know how big your, uh, your fish will get. Some fish like Cory's thrive in schools, which I actually just picked up two of them. I might add a third uh, because they like to live in schools. But I actually just picked two of those up, uh, and you will see that in my newest YouTube video. Again, research individual species before you out before you go and uh, buy all your sorts of fish. Next is know your tank size. You know that fish need space to move freely, so how many fish can you fit in your aquarium? There's a well-known uh, inch per gallon rule. For example, three-inch fish needs three gallons of space. However, this rule does not really apply to many fish and only sometimes applies to slim fish, which I would say an angelfish is a slim fish, but uh, an adult needs around 40 gallons to 30 to 40 gallons plus. So uh, that rule does not really apply anymore. So go talk to someone or research and uh, find the proper tank size that you need. Uh, the smallest tank I can recommend someone a one gallon tank if you are keeping baby fish that are under one inch long eventually you'll need to move up to a two and a half gallon and uh, the appropriate size for when they become adults beta fish minimum uh, the tank size for a beta fish is a minimum of two and a half gallons which I have and I will be getting a beta fish for that very soon now I'm gonna be going over after you set up your tank what do you need you're gonna need to feed your fish you can uh, preferably feed them a variety of food and not just flakes. Buy freeze-dried freeze foods and some fresh foods if uh, your fish uh, can eat them. Also find out more about live foods. They are not always good for your fish, but it is fun to watch them chase their prey. If you go on vacation and do not, if you go on vacation, do not use guys a vacation feeder. This tablet slowly dissolves in the tank and it can upset the quality of the water. If you are leaving for a few weeks or less, consider setting up an electronically operated fish feeder if you trust it and it has good reviews. Um, otherwise, ask friends or neighbors to uh, feed your fish only if you are leaving for more than a week. If you do, ration, ration out portions of food for each day and set up a schedule for them to administer the food caution them to not overfeed your fish if you are gone for i don't know about a week but probably about five days or less the best thing you guys can do actually is do a quarter water change and feed them the day you leave and they will be perfectly fine they may be a little hungry when you get back but they'll be okay next watch out for algae algae can provide a little variety of algae can provide a little variety in the diets of fish 
but too much algae can be an indicator of bad water quality. If you can't see your fish through a thick green wall, then you may be tempted to simply reach for an algae scrubber to clean the algae off your tank wall. There's likely to be more to the problem than that though. You may be overfeeding your fish, which causes filthy buildup, or not making really enough uh, water changes frequently enough. Remember, you should be replacing 25% of the water in your tank at least every two weeks. Next up, last one is be cautious about using over-the-counter medications. Have you ever, ever heard of the nitrogen cycle? This is the process that converts ammonia, which is very toxic, to less harmful nitrogen compounds. The process is accomplished by bacteria that lives in the tank. So if you use an antibiotics, you may kill the good bacteria along with the bad and cause your ammonia level to rise. Consult your vet before you decide to use any of these medications. Make sure that the disease is really a beneficial, is really a bacterial infection and that medication is the only way to cure it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast with David Bronner. Uh, I will be having a few guests up shortly. One guest I may have in the future is Joey from The King of DIY. And once I get a pub- couple podcasts out, I will be reaching out to a lot of other people. So you guys will be hear- hearing a lot of other different voices besides mine coming up. So this is what you need to know before buying your fish. Uh, again, please uh, subscribe to my channel, Fish Visions, on YouTube. And also subscribe to the podcast. And if you would like to leave a positive review down below, I may read it in a future episode. Currently, uh, there are no reviews because I have not actually uh, posted my first one yet. So uh, this is one's a little bit early coming, but uh, I will get to your guys' positive review shout out in future episodes. Thank you guys so much. I love you all. And remember, you know, love your fish. And uh, if you don't own fish, you should get into the hobby because it's an amazing, it's an amazing hobby. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will see you, beautiful people, next video. <laughs> this is like my YouTube outro. And I will see you guys next audio experience. <laughs> <laughs>